Good morning. Good morning. How are you? So lovely to be back here with everyone today for our next episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Wow, and what a life it is. <laughs> There's just no end to the mystery, surprises, changes, <clears throat> ups, downs, valleys, hills. What a life it is. Woo. Today I want to branch out a little bit and talk about koan practice, or as I like to call it, koan play, because koans are really playful. Play, play, play. Actually, all of Zen practice is very playful. It doesn't look it when we're sitting still and some of us have very serious faces, which is fine while we're sitting, because in one sense, yes, yes, it is a very serious matter that we're dealing with, of course. What are we doing here? Life and death. How should we be? How shouldn't we be? Blah, blah, blah. On and on. All of those very essential and fundamental questions that we're confronted with every single day. So koan practice and Zen practice itself really does not offer any answers. How refreshing that is. It doesn't have any packaged response. Do this. Don't do that. This is good. This is bad. This is right. This is wrong. Not at all. The first, very first point it will make is don't believe a thing I say. You are not coming to this practice to add another head on your head to create more and more beliefs or, or, or ready-made answers to anything. In fact, what Zen practice requests is that we simply learn how to be, just to be who we are and see what we see and see what our life truly is beneath the masks, the questions, the answers, beneath all the stories we tell ourselves beneath that, beyond that, it opens a gate, really, the gateless gate. It opens a gate to step out of a kind of a self-imposed prison we've put ourselves in, in many, many ways. And that self-imposed prison or limitation exists right within our own mind and heart. We create all these structures. This is not good. This is impossible. This is bad. This is this. I can't dare to do that. We have so many, 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 many restrictions, self-imposed restrictions. And actually, koan practice comes to unlock the door, get free us, free us, open up another part of our entire being where all kinds of possibilities and new answers and fresh, fresh ways of seeing will just bubble up, bubble, bubble, <laughs> bubble up by itself. Very beautiful. That's why we don't have to learn anything extra in Zen practice. We're just being given a, a means, a way to unlock our very own treasure house, to enter the place within that has directions, guidance, and answers for us, each one uniquely so. 
each one differently. Now that's very wonderful because each person has very different fingerprints, different face, different, and has a uniqueness that Zen practice actually encourages. Don't copy, don't imitate. Discover and express and live and be who you truly are. You know, you know what the word koan, what koans really mean, another way of interpreting it is a koan is the place where reality is revealed. How beautiful is that? Where reality is revealed, the moment. It's, it's a moment when reality is revealed. What a moment. Of course, reality is being revealed constantly, all every second, all day long, every day. But we somehow are not usually able to receive it. So on one level, koans are very inscrutable, often irrational-sounding little stories that a Zen master gives to the student to work on. We all know some of the famous ones. What's the sound of one hand clapping or... Show me your face before your parents were born. I like that one. <clears throat> there are so many of them. Many, many. Or Joshu's very fundamental and famous one. What is meh? What is it? One of the things about koans is that we cannot figure them out logically or rationally. <clears throat> if we try, we become stuck. And of course, when we first receive koans, we of course try to figure them out rationally because that's how we live our lives, trying to figure it out rationally. <laughs> and naturally, of course, we become very stuck when we do that. Because what's rational? What can we figure out? We cannot. <clears throat> Isn't it interesting? So many of us live our lives as if it were a great problem to solve rather than as if it were a great adventure or a great mystery or a great joy. Zen would say that we miss the life that's right in front of us. We miss it. We miss the taste of it because we're so busy trying to solve it or figure it out or change it. So when we work with koans, eventually as time goes by, we stop trying to figure them out if we're fortunate and blessed enough to have a koan teacher that we can go to time and again with our answers during retreats or sittings or sessions, we go to the teacher and we present our reply. Koans demand that we make a reply, that we act, that we respond, that we say something, that we express what we know and who we are. So Zen practice is so beautiful because there's a time for really quiet, profound, sitting, still, not moving. And then there's a time to get up and play, <laughs> to get up and make a response. Go run to your teacher and show what you've seen. And of course, for many, 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 many times, the teacher will reject your answer. Ring a little bell. Okay, the meeting is over. Goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Reject, reject, reject. And this rejection, too, is very, very important. It's part of another koan that we're receiving. 
we're receiving the teaching of how we are when somebody says no. We give them an answer, we make them into an authority, and they say no. Well, how are we going to handle that? That's a very fascinating koan, all of its own, and we'll deal with that at another time. Making someone else an authority over ourselves. However, let's go back to the actual work or play with the koan we receive. There are all kinds of koans, including our very own everyday life. Life itself presents many, many, many koans to us, many questions that we really don't know how to solve. But if we keep trying to figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, we usually don't get anywhere at all except a headache. But if we take these problems as koans, wow, then a whole new door opens up. It's a very exciting way to live our lives. Okay, this problem that seems insoluble, unimaginable, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, I don't know how to proceed. Fine, I'm receiving a koan from life itself. And let me approach it as a koan, not as an impossible problem. Let me approach it as the place where reality is revealed. Wow. Just by doing that, what a turnaround we're making. What a wonderful, wonderful change. Let me take this problem because it's not about what I think it is. It's much broader. It's much vaster. It's potentially the place where reality will be revealed, where I'll see, where I'll know who I am, what the world is, and what's truly possible for me. It's a place where I'll step out of this cage that I've placed myself in, where there's only one or two moves I can make. Now, included in this comment, the place where reality is revealed, the word reveal is very, very important revealed. And that's what koan play or koan practice also comes to tell us. It's not that reality is set and it's there, but it's being revealed every moment. Revealed. I love that word. It's an unfolding. It's an opening up. You know, it's this one moment and that Something else is revealed, shown to us, the next moment. You know, of course, all of reality is always being revealed, but we can only see what we're ready to see at the moment. Even if something is fully revealed in front of our eyes, if, if it's too much, if we can't grasp it, if we can't take it in, if we can't cope with it, we don't allow ourselves to see that at all seems like a protective mechanism in all human beings. And of course, that's why we sit. And we that's the first part of Zen practice. We sit, sit, sit. To become able to allow reality more and more to be revealed. When we're sitting on the cushion, we're just sitting quietly. And whatever is coming up, we're allowing it to be revealed. Sometimes we block it out, sometimes we look away, but by and large, when we're sitting there and not moving, 
reality is being revealed. And we're gaining the strength. We're learning how to be available to it. That itself is a koan. You know, it's a beautiful koan. Every moment the answer is right there in front of you. But are you there? Maybe not. So we have the koan teaches us how to be present, how to be available, and not always in our head, just trying to figure it out. One of the wonderful instructions in working with koans is sit with the koan as if you were a mother hen sitting on her eggs, keeping them warm, little baby eggs, little babies in the eggs. The mother hen is sitting on her nest, on her little eggs, just keeping them warm, giving them the conditions to allow them to grow. It's so beautiful. She's not telling them, you got to get born this very minute. She can't leave those nests because they need her presence. They need her warmth. If she leaves, they'll get cold. They won't have what they need to come to life and to peck through the shell. Same with us. If we're not there, if we don't extend our presence, our life and our koan won't have what's needed to peck through the shell to become alive. So we sit like a mother hen. We stay like a mother hen with our little eggs because our koans are like little eggs that are about to be born parts of ourselves that want to peck through the shell. Now the mother hen develops a lot of patience in this process, which we develop too. At the right moment, and the mother hen doesn't know the right moment, and the chicks don't even know the right moment, but life itself knows the right moment for those little chicks to peck through the shell and to be born. Life itself knows. Life itself has the answer to your koan. You need to be like the mother hen. You need to be patient. You need to be warm. And suddenly, the little coat, the little chicks are revealed. Suddenly, your answers, your guidance, your direction is revealed. Koans are great teachers to us, not only the koans of yesterday, the many great koans through the ages, but the koan of your life right here and right now. When we take our koans, when we take our problems, when we take our confusion, when we take what we think of as our failure, all of that, if we just take it as a koan and be with it, Sit with it like a mother hen. Don't hate it. Don't judge it. Accompany it the way the mother hen accompanies her chicks. Not knowing when they will be born. Not knowing who they are. Not figuring them out. Just being with them. Inevitably, inevitably, they'll all break through their shell. And the same with you. Inevitable, your life challenges will break through their shell and a whole new vista will be born. Oh, it's almost time to stop for today, but I do want to invite you to try this process. Try this process. It's such a wonderful one. Take a problem in your life 
and view it as a koan. Sit with it. Accept it. Listen to it. Don't tell it what it's supposed to mean to you. We'll do more work with this process in future podcasts. In the meantime, we do have to stop for today. The URL for our podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. And I will be speaking out in Manhasset on May 22nd, Wednesday night, 7.30 at the Unitarian Church, 38 Shelter Rock Road. You're most welcome to be there with that lovely Zen group. Also, I have some exciting news. I have some wonderful audio books now available, inexpensive, very inexpensive, and about 40 minutes, so not long. And they, and they deal with many, many, many topics, combining both, combining both psychological and spiritual guidance, unique way of looking at all kinds of areas and issues in your everyday life. The website for that is bestselfbooks.com. Go take a look. We're in the process of getting that website ready, but you may be able to purchase or some of the books now. Um, thanks again very, very, very much for listening. It's a delight to be with you all. And keep, keep your wonderful emails coming. Keep, keep news coming, questions coming. I'd love to be in contact with you. My email, as you know, is topspeaker at yahoo.com. Thank you again. And until next week, enjoy your koan and enjoy your life to the fullest.